This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. This is Dr. Sean Benzinger and Amy Baker with the Humerian Humerian Health, Health Podcast. I make him say that because he can't say Humerian Health I Podcast. I cannot sounds... get Humerian Health Podcast I know. I'm like, altogether. dude, it's your podcast. However, however, <laughs> I'm getting through this, kitty enrichment. That's what yes. we're talking about today. <laughs> we brought a few cats a cat. along. And, That's impressive. Uh, <laughs> oh, angry cat. nasty cat. Um, but we're here today with Dr. M. Liz. Elizabeth. Shaw. <laughs> Elizabeth Shaw. Try again. This is the last time okay. we're ever going to say anything formal, that's for sure, because she's just a regular Joe female doctor. <laughs> Josephine. Uh, let's go for Josephine. Is it jo- your Josephine? It's well, already starting to go downhill. Oh, my gosh. This will be fun. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. And we had work to get her scheduled because of we did. special situations. And so this will be a lot of fun. And we've had a lot of dog coverage. And it's time we to have. make up for it today. Yeah, with some yeah. cat coverage. We're going Absolutely. cat. We're going all cat. We're going rogue. We're going feline. Feline. We're here to take care of your pussy. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> Excellent. So, first of all, why the specialty in cats? So, it's uh, a special focus or a, a desire to learn more about the feline species. Um, we'll deal with anything that really walks in the door, be it mammalian, or at least I will. I'll do some reptile work as well. Um, but cats, reptile cats. Reptile no. cats. I don't know anything you know. about no that. No crossbreeding between okay, the right. two. No. That's a All movie. Right, stay straight with the regular cats. Okay. Um, but I think uh, cats uh, deserve to have a little bit extra focus because a lot of people think of cats as small dogs. Uh, and they definitely have different energy requirements, life needs, goals, and diets. So you need to focus on them as their own species, and you really need to respect the cat. You know, the cat tends to be a bit more of an aloof creature. They definitely have a high hunting drive. So we end up with a different series of problems uh, when we keep them indoors or indoor-outdoors. And there are things that are very specific for them. Hmm. Hmm. So nobody walks a cat, I've noticed. <laughs> not untrue, um, but also not true. It depends. We do have a few people that have harness trained their kitty cats. Wow. Uh, and they usually do it from about the age of four months. So they're large enough to fit into a very uh, small size, the extra small canine harness. You can get modified cat or rabbit harnesses. Hmm. Uh, and rabbit then, harness? A rabbit harness or a ferret harness. What? They do exist. I love that. Okay. <laughs> uh, and doing short walks um, in and out of, you know, townhouses, on greens near different properties, hmm. just so they can get some sunshine time, um, but also for the owner to slowly realize that the cat is going to do their own thing. <laughs> um, I was going to say, is it really walks, or do they take them on climbs? Because if you have cats that have their claws still, I would think they would want to go up trees. And, and never come st- down exactly. again yeah. until yes. the fireman yeah. comes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or if you have one of those retractable leashes and you're not very adept with oh. them, Kitty's going to bolt, you're going to go, they're oh, going to be curious, you're going to lose your mind, you know, it's just, it's a disaster waiting to happen for everyone. Now, you got to realize that most of my questions come out of ignorance, so this will be easier. Actually, this is true, understand. across the board. It is really tough, but... <laughs> That's why we're human, it's okay. <laughs> they, they have they have dog parks. Yes, they have cat You're cafes. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So downtown in Fountain Square is a kitty cat cafe wow. um, in, in wow. hopes of actually <laughs> get a coffee, 
stroke anyway. Uh, and uh, a coffee for the of, cat or for the human? For the human. Oh, okay. Uh, in checking. hopes of actually Special adopting coffee. more of our kitties. Oh, so, that makes sense. Yeah, that okay. makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because uh, every year, uh, you know, over 99,000 cats get humanely euthanized because they're not adoptable. How many? 99,000 Wow, uh, was the latest statistic that I saw. Wow. And I'm, I think I found that on the Humane Society's uh, website. So it's... That's incredible. And maybe it's even more than that. Maybe that was for our particular region. I wish I had actually written down the, the true statistic, but... Um, you know, that's why we have so many trap, neuter, release programs so people can keep feral cat colonies for them to actually be outside but to not end up procreating because mm -hmm. most of the time they have a minimum of three in a litter um, and they will mate continually or they will scream continually until they're mated. So and they can have back to back pregnancies. So you can end up in a summer of kittens. Wow. Uh, and it's, that's why the dogs can't catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the environment of the cat. Mm -hmm. yeah. I guess we can talk, start inside Absolutely. and then talk about we still have to talk about food and all kinds yeah, yeah. of things associated with it. I still, the, the whole idea of doing cat exercises is really big on my list here. But, <laughs> but let's take, take it from beginning on as to common day care, recommendations of food, those things that uh, are shifting, changing. Absolutely. So I guess the easiest place to start is when they wake you up at four in the morning and tell you, hey, it's time for breakfast. Um, you know, cats will typically enjoy doing a major hunt and they like to snack throughout the day. So if they could, you know, take a canary and then like hang out and then maybe find a rodent or something, they would prefer to do that. They're not always going to be successful in the hunt. So inside, most people will do just a bowl of kibble is mm -hmm. really fairly commonplace. But because cats are obligate carnivores, they actually need a higher moisture content. And it's nice mm -hmm. to have uh, more and more clients that are aware that they really do need to have some sort of moisture in that diet, be it through canned food, be it through some home cooking. Um, so and not just like water on kibble, but right. actual, actual like, yeah. moist canned food okay. or stews that you're making for them, which also comes into a little bit more of a difficulty than with the canine patient because cats have um, a specific need for taurine and specific levels so they don't end up with dilated cardiomyopathies. Interesting. Um, so we don't end up having early onset osteoarthritis because their mm. calcium magnesium balance is different than our canine patients. So um, it also depends on your cat and when you ended up getting them. So if you end up with a cat that's rescued uh, before six weeks and didn't actually have access to regular meals, they load a program that says, I don't know when my next meal is. I have to eat all the time. And then if you're going to be a household that free feeds, oh. Kitty's just going to go and eat everything, potentially barf on the carpet, eat it back up. And then all of a sudden, instead of having a lean, mean 10-pound machine, you've got mm -hmm. a 23-pound Garfield that you're going to really struggle yeah. with helping change their metabolism and actually get them back into that ideal body condition. Mm -hmm. So in a perfect world, really, I want my cats to be fed nearly 100% of a moisture rich diet mm -hmm. and then uh you know free water at all times preferably um cats in the wind feline foundation studies have shown us that they prefer to have their food and their water separate from each other so it's really easy to find those double mm -hmm. uh 
food station, so you put like kibble or wet food on one side and then water on the other, you actually have a markedly reduced uh, water intake in that situation, so you need to have the water separate. Is that why cats drink out of the toilet? I've never seen a cat drink out of the toilet, <laughs> but I have seen cats um, specifically go up to sinks and kitchens, drink mm-hmm. out of the bathtub, mm-hmm. um, and then oh. will actually sit in sinks because they like to have fl- free-flowing fresh water. So they huh. will that naturally sense, seek that on their own. So huh. how far apart should you put two bowls? Like if you got two separate bowls, like two different rooms or just... I would put them at least two feet apart. Hmm. It so, makes that much difference. It really does. That's and, amazing. Uh, in our house with our two cats, we have uh, we use pint pots, you know, because we, we like beer. The cat <laughs> likes beer. No. But they like it <laughs> elevated. Nice. And they drink from the top of that glass, and then we clean and refill it. We also have regular large, heavy water bowls mm-hmm. because my man cat likes to, like, dig on either side, and I'm afraid that he would, like, smack it across the room. Mm-hmm. So a nice, heavy porcelain oh. or ceramic um, water bowl in a totally separate area okay. has made a huge difference for their water intake. Now you mentioned several things uh, earlier where we were talking about calcium magnesium levels being significantly different than mm-hmm. dogs. So I, I would think a household that normally has had dogs and now they're bringing a cat into their household, honestly, I don't think they would know. Yeah. I, I think they'd be totally confused. The, the taurine, the, I mean, this are, I, I know it's supposed to be in the food that you buy, but yeah, you're absolutely. looking moisture. You're looking uh, raw meats, things like that too, or just off the table so, foods. Period. So if you're doing a raw based diet, and again, I'm not Is a board certified, I'm not a board certified nutritionist, you still have to add bits and pieces into it. So just doing straight proteinaceous flesh isn't going to be enough you're not going to get the right mineral balance you're not going to get enough taurine Um, but you can um, find different um, top dresser items that you will you know again that's what it is it's a top dresser you cook your meat thoroughly uh, and then you add extra vitamins and minerals on top of it the problem is palatability for the cat Mm -hmm. so they're all very persnickety so when you're going to a (laughs) home-cooked diet or a Mm -hmm. modified raw diet you might be spending an extreme amount of money when you can actually get some really fantastic wet foods or gravy-based wet foods from places like um, Earthborn, from Wellness, Mm -hmm. um, from Fromms, from Wereuva, from BFF. They all do really excellent top-of-the-line foods that have never had any pet food recalls. And the palatability Mm -hmm. is excellent. They're all companies that stand by their food. So if your cat goes, forget it, I am not (laughs) eating this flavor, you can generally take that back, get a full refund, and find something that your cat will actually eat. So what about those households that they do have a dog and a cat, and for whatever reason the cat likes the dog's food? And won't eat the cat's food because I mean that <laughs> happens, that I know, right? Yeah. Like it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we usually end up having um, we do a, a, a questionnaire series of where are you actually putting the food? Is that a is that a territorial place where mm. the dog is? It's like the high commodity spot. Mm-hmm. Cat's trying to push the dog out and will take the food as a sign of dominance. Does your cat actually just want to? eat from an elevation so you need to find or make some sort of a, a platform where they can jump up and get their own food mm-hmm. so the dog can't get up and steal it um, and then if all else fails you can buy um, different microchip or um, tag 
based feeding systems that will only let certain pets through. So you can get oh, it okay. so like your pug can only go through and like actually get to this particular area and will never have access to the cat's food. Um, mm. And those are actually uh, readily available now. And that also works in a multi-cat household when you've got one that's trying to eat all of the food mm-hmm. and then you have one that's getting left behind or you have a marked difference in terms of dietary needs like you have a diabetic cat and then you have another kitty that doesn't need the specialty food mm-hmm. so you get a feeder where that cat's the only one allowed into that particular food very cool, cool. very cool very cool awesome. all right so food primary mm-hmm. water and you've talked about several of the things but what's the next thing of enrichment for the cat's environment in the house So you can build off of it when you're actually making your feeding stations or places for them to to find uh, their food. But actually having multiple levels for them to go up and down makes a huge difference. That's also going to build the core. It gets them doing jumping and hunting behaviors. But a lot of people are actually taking a dedicated wall and putting up um, like floating shelves. So they can actually (laughs) go up up and down. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people that want their cats to have access to the out of doors but you know the cat's not necessarily going to stay in the fence so they actually make modified balconies with chicken wire so they have like cat tunnels so they can go outside get fresh sun you know Mm -hmm. sniff the birds and the squirrels and everything but not actually kill all of your wildlife (laughs) Uh, because I actually think that it's really important for them for their enrichment as well to actually if you can get them some fresh sunshine to give that to them they're Mm -hmm. a desert creature so they do need to have some level of sun and although I don't have this you know the studies to prove it I actually think that our kiddos that are getting this early onset arthritis from the age of three do really need the sun Hmm. no does the sun convert any nutrients or anything in the cat it does okay so so like humans vitamin d is activated by same type of thing very similar situation so getting sun like if they lay in the window with the window closed is good enough or really getting sun meaning it's good like for actually direct. just like moving energy and helping you know your sore bones or your sore muscles and they just they're little heat traps in and mm-hmm. of themselves but most of our windows actually filter out uv and the uv is critical in that right. particular pathway uh, okay so yeah. you okay. don't get burns when you're sitting cool in the window <laughs> yeah yeah, so that makes I don't sense. have time to sit in the window. I don't know so, what you're talking so about. So some people <laughs> take take like a whole wall and make it a place yeah. for the cat to mm-hmm. climb. Place for the cat to climb. I guess you'd sit with the couch, have a few drinks, let Watch the cat, the cat. Yeah, yeah. I'll fun. show you. I'll show you pictures later. I've seen them on Pinterest. Like How different, interesting. Yeah, in little tubes and tunnels and like you don't need hammocks. a television. Yeah. You just need a cat. you need a cat wall. Yeah. And other really easy things, you can get feather toys, you can get laser pointers, although mm-hmm. my cat, my man cat is absolutely terrified of the laser pointer, uh-huh. I don't know. Scares uh, He's terrified of the thing. I, they like, many cats really respond very well to music, so instead of leaving that TV set on for them to jump up and like smack the bird on the National Geographic <laughs> channel or whatever, you can have different types of soothing music. I have several clients, mm. one cat likes opera, another cat prefers country music, my aunt leaves classical music on for her cats during the day if she's running errands so they're really know if your cat prefers country (coughs) over opera do they i think you just have to ask them and turn on the stations (laughs) do their ears go back and flat like what are you doing what are you doing i hate you (laughs) it's easy top off or or you come back and they've always they push the button to the next station like nope no no. hard pass hard pass (laughs) 
um, having them um, have places to actually sharpen their claws that's not necessarily your, your couch chair no. or your couch um, so they can actually stretch up and um, leave their their scent in different areas I've uh, one of my favorite tricks is to actually get carpet remnants and then some of the 3m velcros and at the height that your cat stretches to go claw at put it on the wall and then you've got a different texture for them to feel it's rub off of mm-hmm. and sharpen their claws especially when so many more of our homes are going to some sort of uncarpeted surface yeah good so, point good yeah. point yeah. they don't so, have carpet to grab so let's take yeah. a right turn for a second Chew. claws Keep to them. claw or oh okay i'm sorry and I, back on the main straightaway excellent <laughs> no i it's <laughs> no i'm just i've always been curious about what that process is because i so i don't have an, a cat but yeah. like what that process is like for the cat and is it obviously not a good idea apparently <laughs> but just to kind of talk us through a little bit about that so because i did my schooling in europe um the the five freedoms are especially important and uh one of those is to not mutilate um, and that's exactly what you're doing. It's not as simple as just trimming the claws back, but you're actually doing a full onchiectomy and you're taking the very first digit from the mm. cat. And so you're actually changing the biodynamics of the paw, their jumpers and landers. You're basically cutting off the tips of their finger and Ugh. actually changing where they're putting their weight on the front of those pads. Uh, done in uh, you know unexperienced hands, it can leave a lot of chronic pain. They turn into develop uh sorry degenerative joint disease relatively quickly uh and then you end up getting knock-on effects from that and the number one thing that we get in is um cats that are inappropriately eliminating so that's they're not using their litter box i've heard that uh and they're trying to tell you hey i'm in pain something's wrong i'm not happy i can't do my normal behaviors so i'm going to tell you because this is the way that i know how to tell you your cat isn't necessarily spiteful necessarily sometimes sometimes um but you know there's definitely trying to tell you something is going going on with that but once it's done it's done right like if you yeah yep yep Mm, and yeah. that's common in the states, isn't it? It is, unfortunately, still okay. very common. Um, the state, You're seeing it move away it's, from It's moving. It's a big yeah. conversation. Uh, as far as I know, just last month, the city of Denver has made it completely illegal to, to perform onchiectomies. I think the whole state of Colorado oh. is going that way. The American Association of Feline Practitioners has a whole series um, of helpful handouts of uh, things to do to keep a clawed cat and why you should do that and how it's in their best interest and if you don't want a pet that has claws or what it entails there's so many other types of animals that you can have well you had mentioned earlier in uk and around there cats and rabbits Rabbits. back and Mm -hmm. forth yeah which makes sense yeah yeah because i have never thought about buying a couch and thinking well if i got a cat would i be able to keep this couch i have never thought of that Mm -hmm. yeah just never, and but I, just, I would have lived on a farm, mm-hmm. and the cats weren't inside, the cats were outside. Yeah, and those cats had a specific yeah. they job left. to they do. They didn't want to be inside. Yeah, yeah, no, and they had a job to do, and they were happy being yep. out being mousers and, you know, keeping the grain stores, you know, mm-hmm. free from vermin 100%. and whatnot. 
and you know they like I was saying before they really do have a high drive so it's another reason to have enrichment because your cat is going to get bored then they're going to get fat then they're going to get you know Mm -hmm. they're going to turn into that lazy cat potentially and you end up with the series just like with our canine patients we've got diabetes we have cardiac disease we have joint issues all Mm -hmm. those same problems exist but trying to motivate a fat cat to exercise is really (laughs) difficult yeah well that's going to be one of my questions is like okay so enrichment like play mm-hmm. i mean i have friends that have cats and you can't get their cat to move so i mean what what when you think about play i guess mm-hmm. for a cat is it in some cats like self-motivated they just get up and run around or yeah, do you are, actually have bring to like over the neighborhood help cat. them yeah like bring a big dog in the house <laughs> i mean not yeah. you know like if they're maybe you have a series of bells and whistles what yeah. we respond to no. <laughs> that's right yeah so you turn can... the country music on i uh, don't know so it can start as simple as most cats like boxes for the most part so you put you you know Save that Amazon hmm. Prime box sure. and then put in a whole series of different textures like crinkled up paper or, you know, hmm. the birthday party wrap as long as it doesn't mm-hmm. have string on it because cats like to get string foreign bodies. So no yarn in there. OK, yeah. <laughs> um, you can you know, you can have something underneath like a little bit of that that carpet or a blanket. And so they can come in and out and they can come out, you know, mm-hmm. peep out at you, uh, try to spook you and then tip it on its side, play with the paper inside and that, you know, they feel safe and secure cure and then it's a place you know a place for them to play you can put um olfactory enrichments in there like catnip you can get a series of catnip toys uh different balls that you can throw um with catnip in it so then they're they're more intrigued to go follow it because they have that olfactory cue Mm -hmm. some cats unfortunately don't respond to catnip but the cats that don't will respond to valerian or silver vine there's a Hmm. great paper that just came out um and they did that study in tigers uh, and that's out of the um, the veterinary um, record, I do believe. I have it here. We can put a link on there if people yeah. actually mm-hmm. want to read it. Be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. but valerian root, like regular valerian root. Mm-hmm. Yep. In in what form? How do I, you get? It? I've had people get it in tea bags. So then they play with so the they, tea bag and oh, then they, they can kill. rip it apart. Huh. Or you can hmm. use that instead of putting hmm. the dried catnip into those catnip stuffer toys, you put sure. the valerian root in. Huh. You can oh, actually buy silver vine as about a three-inch stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can hide those around the house as well, and they'll usually tear them up. If your cat really likes that style, you can actually keep some of your, your firewood if you've got a wood-burning stove and actually have that be a texture and an olfactory cute so they like to rip up the birch bark mm-hmm. and rub off of all of those little splintered terrible pieces of wood <laughs> um, but yeah. again it's saving your couch it's keeping your cat happy when it's been there for a couple of months you can burn it and you can get a new piece of wood and something else that they have to remark <laughs> so actually doing a rotation of different toys is important like kids get bored dogs get bored cats get super, super bored. bored yeah <laughs> Interesting. so let's say brand new house mm-hmm <laughs> Hardwood, beautiful new furniture. Mm-hmm. We want a cat. Yeah. Baby. Mm-hmm. Little. Are we talking about a skin baby? No, <laughs> I would never do that to a cat. But Poor since we cat. are not going to declaw, because we mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. And we're going to train this cat to have the capacity to live at home with us without mama killing her if she mm-hmm. eats too much stuff or tears it up. Mm-hmm. And the training starts from that point forward. It does. How do they get those kind of guidelines? Do they count on 
vets such as yourself to walk them through? Is there specific books? Uh, because that training would probably, if it's done right, probably makes a very successful home for the cat to stay alive and the everybody baby to, to come and everybody be good. After. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that Save process is, is yeah. kind of built in with this enrichment <laughs> Absolutely. process. But keeping them off the carpet, I mean, off of the off of things that they would tread and mm-hmm. beds and yeah, it's all about this. It's all about that. So it it doesn't matter. I think it's probably potentially a little bit easier if you have a kitten and you can actually sit there and come in for a quick tutorial on how to trim nails so you keep them shorter, but then they can still make mm-hmm. the shredding motions. Um, you can also get um, different. Um, so the trimming, there's no issues with trimming. No, uh-uh. it's just decline, decline which yeah. is which is which is, is the tough, problem. Very tough, yeah. um, and then you know, actually encouraging them to knock it on your furniture or have different areas where you don't want them to be. Uh, oh. One of the easiest things is to actually use either double-sided sticky tape on the corner of that couch, or even uh, putting aluminum foil there because they don't like the texture of it. It makes a noise. It reflects the light. This is not a nice thing for me to use and very do. Very interesting. Um, the Win Feline Foundation mm-hmm. is absolutely the number one kitty cat place to go for for information. Did you say and Win like Win W I N N Feline Foundation? Oh, okay. And then um, the Ohio State University. Oh, let's say that again. Either, Ohio yeah. <laughs> State University um, has actually launched an indoor pet campaign, and it's um, at https colon backslash backslash indoor pet.osu.edu backslash cats. And hmm. so it's got we'll a put lot that of in the notes. helpful <laughs> yeah. information about are you introducing a cat to a new home? Mm-hmm. Okay, like you just bought, you know, your dream place, yeah. but you've been living in that apartment, so you can actually get to that dream place. Mm-hmm. Well, is it going to be stressful for my cat? Yes, it is. What can I do? Number one easy thing Excellent. to do is to get fell away or feel away, depending on, you know, potato, potato, <laughs> uh, and actually put that in. It's a pheromone that actually um, gives them a sense of calm and familiarity. Smart. You, you bring over, you know, familiar items yeah. for them. You have them into a space that they can start to be their own that's secure and then they can start to gradually explore that house what happens if i decide well we've got one cat but we're moving and we actually want to get it a brother or a sister or hey we're going to get a dog as well it's got all these really helpful hints on doing introductory things different ideas on actually doing olfactory enrichment um and physical enrichment as well so they have just an absolute plethora for all of us that are kitty crazy (laughs) kitty crazed i like that yeah yeah never thought of myself as kitty crazed before that's okay crazy mm-hmm. but not but not kitty so crazy. these these principles that you're talking about mm-hmm. good for all breeds of cats i mean are there certain cats that it's like well i mean that's good for 90 percent of the population but here's a couple of kinds of breeds that are just super special and so i don't I know are, are more uh, exotic large breed but able to be in the house so like not your tiger but your savannah cats your servals and your bengals they're not starter cats yeah little bengals not not like I know. I was like, I'm not buying a bengal. Baby bengals. Yeah, they're about. They're a kitty that's roughly twelve to fifteen pounds. They're a lot leggier. They're they're more related to our savanna cats. Okay. Um, Okay. They are 
again, they're very territorial. They have specific needs in terms of what you're willing to sacrifice in your house. And they don't necessarily get along with other cats terribly well. Mm, okay. okay. So you may very well need to be a single cat household and to, um, to be able to actually give them more of your time than you might be willing to give. And a lot of people end up with kitties because they're very independent. They can be somewhat aloof, mm. but mm-hmm. these guys are going to really need a lot more time. Okay. Uh, some of our other um, pointed breeds, uh, like the Siamese, are actually bigger talkers. So hmm. if you are bothered Big by talkers. having, yeah. you know, a cat that's going to talk yeah. back right. to you and, right. you know, all of these things, then, you know, a Siamese isn't necessarily the one for you. Unless you have Alexa, because if you meow at Alexa, she will meow back at you. That is something i did not know yes i learned this from my friend stacy i learned this from my friends no my friend stacy came over at this the super bowl party and she leaned over to alexa and she meowed at i'm like what are you doing and it meowed back and then she meowed again and it meowed in a different meow and it meowed in a different meow after that i was like (laughs) okay i know you can also bark at them okay just for future reference and if you have a a, a, an african gray parrot it will actually order things for you what oh no (laughs) i got 27 pizzas coming (laughs) what's going on but yeah uh, a woman was investigating why she kept getting all these really weird things from amazon and looking at her bill and finally realized that her parrot was actually ordering Ordering? things through alexa that's awesome so um that's, so that's do not hilarious. underestimate that's hilarious. our, the, yes, our pets the path. by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> well, if Alexa starts interpreting meows it's into right. orders. It's, then we're in trouble. We're in, really trouble. <laughs> we're in super trouble. Okay, um, so in, what else besides the enrichment that Alexa seems to bring <laughs> to the cats? What other types of things um, outside? Because if we're allowing the cat in a fenced-in area, let's say, mm-hmm. not that they'll stay in the fenced-in area, but let's say that we do. What are we doing outside that we're not doing inside? Uh, I think, again, having different surface surfaces for them, a, a safe place to actually hide and get away from large noises. And they always need shade and water if they're going to be outside for any any period of time. Mm-hmm. My cats actually, we went to Ikea and got a, a little umbrella. So it's nice. like a children's parasol uh, because our back patio is very open and we couldn't provide that sheltered space for them. So that was the way that we got around it. So getting creative for that. We're also actually growing our own catnip. So during the summer, we have kitty contraband growing. So they go into the pot, they chew and pull off of it. They get, you know, uh-huh. otherwise, you know, kitty high, kitty high and roll and just are, are happy uh, beyond measure. Uh, and then, you know, doing zoomies and running around the house afterwards and then asking for snacks. So you can have. You can have honeysuckle outside and different plants. Um, again, as an olfactory enrichment. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have catnip in there when you're growing, you know, your parsley and sage, mm-hmm. or you can have the honeysuckle. You can actually get valerian as well. You just don't want to have any lilies. So lilies are very toxic to cats. Right. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that would, and again, on the Wind Feline Foundation, they do, and on the ASPCA, they have a series of plants that are toxic. Okay. So what about the hunting aspect? So obviously, well, you'd hope they wouldn't hunt in your basement and find mice, but I'm sure that happens. But Mm -hmm. if they're hunting and they actually, is there anything to be concerned about that they do actually get a mouse or a squirrel or a bird or like it won't make them sick or? So it it depends on what that 
animal has done, I always get worried. And if we do have a cat that looks like they do have a definite uh, hunt drive, to be very careful if you're putting out any kinds of bait. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the cat might find that mouse that's got, or the rat or other small rodent that's gotten the bait, and then we're ending up with a rodenticide toxicity problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, you know, that goes for if your neighbors put it down and it comes into your yard and your kitty gets it. Um, I've had um, over the years uh, different birds that have had buckshot and the cat's ingested part of buckshot. Very random, but why not? You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in a vet clinic. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there are some worries. I think the biggest worry that uh, that I get from owners is that, well, it's really cute now. They're bringing me, you know, dead offerings because mm-hmm. you can't hunt yourself. And they're trying to feed you. And they're also saying thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but then they go up and say, well, you have to learn to hunt too. And then in comes the live snake. Or in comes <clears throat> a partially stunned bird that's flying around your house or a bat yeah. or a rodent of some kind. So, you know, you need to have some sort of a disposal. I never thought about that. <laughs> process plan ready to go um and that's a bigger issue if you obviously have a larger property like my folks um, are lucky enough to have several acres in new hampshire and my dad's siamese brings him offerings every day of the summer and he just is he has to wait to see is it going to move is it not going to move and or if it's a snake because then he has to tell my mom that she has to get far away because she's absolutely horrified of snakes oh man uh, and so you have to understand what sort of treasures you might be getting i brought nice. a boa constrictor for you daddy that's right there you go i love you <laughs> that's right you killed the snake yeah now. you're like i did a good thing yes <laughs> i'm feeding you that's right be, me. be proud okay, of so yeah, how about do pools reward them, but you can oh. the other thing that you can do uh is you can get jingle bell breakaway collars so in, when the cat's hunting, if they move a little bit and makes a small amount of noise, it frightens off the, you know, oh, their prey. Yeah. Oh, that's a good so, idea. So, you know, it's well, another way to, like, Well, that would piss them off after I know, a right? while. Cat's yeah, going to be like, hey. they're going to go <laughs> after it, and cats can figure out how to take their breakaway collar yeah. off. They're going to duct tape that thing. Yeah. Just tape it <laughs> so it doesn't okay. ring. Yeah, um, so definitely if you're going to have an indoor-outdoor cat or a cat that wants to potentially bolt out of the front of your condo or something, get them microchipped. And that can be done while they're awake or when they're, you know, getting spayed or neutered. Most of our cats that are coming from any sheltered situation are already microchipped, but be sure that you lodge that microchip with your um, mm-hmm. with your veterinarian and uh, on a site like home again or any of the other um, websites that you can lodge uh, and mm-hmm. have the data bank oh, okay. for where your pet is and that they belong to you okay. so cool. you know you've got okay. different options you can also get those little gps collars and figure out where your kitty's roaming and you know all those <laughs> sorts of things too would then be you find it fun wouldn't mm-hmm. it? yeah find out that they're like hanging out on your neighbor's front patio all the time and not yeah doing anything because but grandma yeah. is feeding them <laughs> right. bacon yeah. bits yeah bacon bits cream yeah. bits of meal. Absolutely. Yeah. and then you've now you thought you were doing everything right and you're like but why is, why is it gaining so late yeah. yeah that's a fat cat <laughs> yeah so when we were still living in dublin our our cat decided to move in with us we got home one day and she was in the back garden and she'd been an indoor outdoor cat her whole life we just Picked her up to say hi and bring her in for the evening. And it's like, why are you covered in coal? Uh, And you smell like fish. And it was a Friday. We were actually located very close to a convent. Oh, no. So our guess is that she hung out in the convent's coal bin because it was in the sun and it was warm and it was Mm -hmm. black and it was great. And then the one of the sisters realized that she's a poor three-legged kitty 
and, and she, she probably has these needed copper some <laughs> eyes and gives her the big eyes and it's friday so it's fish friday and she comes back smelling right. of like mackerel or something <laughs> yeah sure and she got we ratted her out and she was so angry at us but she never went back around on fish friday uh-huh. you know, we had figured it out uh-huh. yeah that's very that's like, very so they interesting are very it? clever yeah Okay, how about things like pools, things like that? Is there, do they have a tendency to drink that water? Is that of any issue with most cats? I have not ever been asked that. I would have to. (gasps) Oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes, I got one. That's great. (laughs) Um, I would definitely see a cat like putting their paws in on the edge of it, falling in once and being like, oh, hard no, thank you. (laughs) That's a hard no. No, I'm out. Yep, see you, bye. Um, But. The, most of our pools have some sort of chlorination to yep, them, yep, uh, yep. and that is a very pungent odor. It, it's awful. You would think that would, we, we had attractive. a dog named Blossom that would go drink it. When, I mean, you were screaming at it, trying to and go over, and then the, the whole grass in the back was dead. I mean, it was all dead, but you think it would hurt the dog. Didn't it seem just to. changes mm. the pH and roasts your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. I mean, it, it just loved that water. And we had to put up little fences so it couldn't get there until it fell in one time. Mm-hmm. It did kill it, yeah, but it did scare oh, it. Yeah, yep. I had a greyhound. It fell in a pool, pool. once. So they don't, they we're, don't swim. We're going to come back it. for a special <laughs> of cats. Well, we might hear stories about cats and pools. You might. And you might, might. Be, I might have started something really serious there. Or tigers not. Do, well, tigers <laughs> like to swim. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing a tiger. <laughs> I'm not doing a tiger. Bengal was enough. Yeah. Even though it's not that big. Yeah. Cool. All right. So enrichment. Anything else? Because we're almost done, aren't we? We are. Okay. So anything else that's special beyond this that's up and coming, a little bit new? I think the wall's new. I think that's <laughs> Well, new cool. to you. It's not new to cats. I know. I know. I know. I'm thinking I could get a cat and just watch her. Watch you could. I wouldn't watch Find TV. I'd read a book, watch the cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I mm-hmm. think probably be more creative. Entertaining, entertaining. yeah. Entertaining. I, I agree. I clean, think... clean, clean entertainment. <laughs> My only other thing really enrichment-wise, but it's it's more of a quality of life well-being, is especially for our kitties that are getting uh, into the geriatric years. So anything beyond the age of 12, you know, we're getting into senior citizen, into like super geriatric, because kitties can live, you know, well into their 20s now, is actually providing them with additional warmth, but not burning your house down. So if you're, <laughs> That's good. If That's you're good. noticing yeah. that your cat isn't necessarily jumping as much as they used to, they're not able to like rotate themselves to groom they're not doing kitty yoga to clean themselves mm-hmm. obviously bring them in but there, there's two really simple solutions and one of them is a thermal pet bed so um the inside of it's like a space blanket it's got oh. the reflective oh, coating yeah. it's, it's a covered, very good idea yeah it's covered in um a sherpa fleece pillowcase like mm. item so if they do get sick on it or it collects too much fur that bit goes in the wash but they can sit on that and their own heat is reflected back up to those sore spots so you actually they'll sleep better they'll stretch more Hmm. if you Hmm. have um you know if that's not an option or you feel like you know you're going to be this isn't something that you want to get you can actually buy um gel discs and it's called the snuggie safe uh and you stick (laughs) it in your microwave for three minutes so it's like the hot pack cold i was just gonna have the hot pack kitty hot pack yeah right little belly yeah (laughs) 
and so it also comes with a little fleece covering uh, and that's going to stay warm for many many hours so it's a focal hot spot and they can go to and from it as they so desire so we use those Mm -hmm. in the clinic to make sure that they're warm when they're recovering from anesthesia or if they're coming in and they're debilitated to start to warm the core body temperature so we can actually start to do more bits and pieces with them and make sure that they're having you know a pleasant stay with us but as we all get older we are seeking heat naturally and because cats Mm -hmm. love heat but they might not be able to jump back up onto that window perch like they used to if you haven't modified it given them a ramp given them a step to get up Mm -hmm. different ways to get to those locations that's a great other alternative Mm -hmm. or if you had a major house project that you just did and that window is now significantly higher up right you know and there's no way to give them a window perch or something like Mm -hmm. that then it's another way for them to get a nice heated spot Hmm. that's really really good idea okay i have to ask this just because oh boy okay so (laughs) i know well i had had a patient that swore by as the geriatric Yes. <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't cross over. Um, but it is um, magnet beds mm-hmm. for elderly cats and dogs. And he swears by it. He says as they got older, as soon as they started using it, it was like they were two years younger. Mm-hmm. Is that real or is that kind of, oh, don't know. I haven't seen any studies on it, but there, I there's had, never studies, right? But it's I've folklore, had, yeah. Well, I've had several <laughs> clients that have had those magnet beds or even oh. weighted blankets, and the cats like will gravitate to it. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, if you're fortunate enough to have a biomat, um, cats will Helps almost healing, right? always infrared, just, isn't it? I don't, I don't know what. I'm not sure. Think I it's just infrared. Know that, mm-hmm. yeah. that, that that is make out there, and yep. that somebody said that their I'm cat would never leave that area. So oh, wow. I consider cats to be uh, pretty amazing energy recyclers Absolutely. anyway. So mm-hmm. anything they can do to heal themselves and not show us what's wrong, hmm. all the better. You'll also find um, plenty of things on YouTube and um, any of those other social media type sites where people have gotten the Himalayan salt, salt. lamps mm-hmm. and the cats are just like sitting right next to it or kittens hugging it you know how interesting what yeah. does it do is it just like the worms or is it doing mm-hmm. something else that is actually giving a cat a sense of well-being and again quality of life that's not hurting anybody right you know until you can speak cat and let me know <laughs> or we get a really amazing grant i'm not sure that uh, we're yeah. gonna well, know alexis yeah. is gonna be speaking of that's right alexis quite, she quite speaks, confident she speaks cat. the yeah. cat will tell you totally okay so cat enrichment Lovely. It is. I know way more about cats now, and yeah, well, I've never yeah, owned one, but I'm super excited about that. This wall thing, Dr. Shaw. <laughs> I'm still, I, th- I don't need that I think, big TV. I think I what need we need the, is we need an all call for our podcast listeners when this thing goes live to post pictures of their cat walls, what their cat idea. boxes. Yeah. They're a, like, a million yeah. ideas would come forth. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. One of our clients wow. actually made her cat an indoor wheel, so it's based on a hamster hmm? wheel, but oh, it's yeah. significantly hmm. larger because he refused to exercise. So she used to put treats in different segments, oh, and he would smart. start walking for the treats. Oh, We've gosh. got that cat down three pounds, That's and he awesome. loves his wheel. What a smart idea. You know, Patent that got, idea, man. Yeah, like, you've got to think <laughs> beyond. Yeah. Dr. I love Shaw, it. thank you. Dr. Pensinger, thank you. It's so <gasps> oh kind to have you. Not Dr. Amy. I love it. No. <laughs> you get all kinds of treats. We'll give uh, you a treat afterwards. Okay, thanks. 
Click <laughs> and treat. That's right. Yeah. I'm good at that. No, I'm was... very treat motivated. Ask anybody. Oh, food, yes. Yes. We Vegan. certainly would Chocolate love cookies. anything new that oh. comes up and maybe a time to talk about kitty conditions and things they suffer from and all that. Yes, definitely. We'd love to have you back on something like that if you would be cons- you would I would absolutely consider. love to help more of my kitty friends in any way that I can. Okay. Excellent. Until next time, then. Thank Sayonara, you, Dr. Shaw. <laughs> Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 